Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Welcome to Israel and You, and it's so good to be with you. This is our first show, call it the maiden voyage of Israel and You. We are a group of people from all walks of life, from sports, law, theology, media, academia, and business. We've all joined together in a group called Israel Team, and we are committed to two main objectives. First of all, Israel Team, as an organization, we try to help Christians grasp the beauty of the roots of their faith, which goes all the way back to Abraham. It's our belief that if Christians understand how and why they have been grafted into the olive tree Israel and all the blessings they have received from this supernatural ingrafting, they'll ultimately understand God's eternal purpose in restoring the Jewish people in the last days and their role as Christians in the work of that restoration. On the other side of the sword, if you will, two-edged sword of the purpose of Israel team, is challenging the age-long scourge of anti-Semitism, the hatred of the Jewish people in Israel that is, for the most part, being unchallenged in the world today. And so we would ask you to join Israel team and be a part of the team and help us to uh, educate uh, young millennials that in many ways are turning away from an understanding of Israel and a love for Israel. We have a beautiful website. It's an educational website. It's called IsraelTeam.org. And you can go to our website and download all sorts of good information to teach your, ch- your children. And you can teach Sunday school classes with it. We answer questions about the why of anti-Semitism. Uh, why is Israel important for Christians? Uh, to support. So the first half of our program, uh, every Saturday evening, we're going to discuss uh, the Christian roots, uh, the Jewish roots of Christianity. In the second half of the program, we're going to talk about current events surrounding Israel and the growing threat of anti-Semitism. In the second segment, we'll interview sports personalities, leaders in law, business and media, and Israel advocacy who love Israel and the Jewish people. And I'll tell you, next week we have a special guest, uh, Coach Bruce Pearl, the head men's basketball coach of Auburn University, will be with us in the second part of our program to discuss uh, the rising tide of anti-Semitism in America. So we welcome you to our first program, and my heart's desire is for you to grasp the deep Hebraic roots of your faith and to love the Jewish fathers of the faith. Consider this, if there were no Jews, there would be no Bible, because it was through the Jewish people that we have the written scriptures. So if there would be no Jews, there would be no Bible. If there were no Jews, there would be no Jesus. And if there were no Jesus, there would be no salvation. And we have to realize that Jesus was and is Jewish. And when Jesus returns, and we believe in the return of Jesus Christ, he's coming as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Judah. He's Jewish. He'll return a Jew. He was born a Jew. He died on the cross as a Jew, 
and he'll return for the church as a Jew. Growing up Jew, Jewish, Jesus was taught that just as important as it was to get into the kingdom of heaven was the duty to help one's neighbor who was in need. Jesus' Judaism emphasized how to live in the context of community, how to get along with others, the importance of holiness and forgiveness. A quick glance at the Sermon on the Mount shows just how pragmatically Jewish Jesus really was. Look at some of the key points in the sermon. He was calling his Jewish listeners to be poor in spirit, meek, committed to holiness, merciful towards others, and peacemakers. If we don't seek to know Jesus in all of his Jewishness, we will know about him, but will really never fully understand him. Our faith will be reduced to a belief. What must I do to get to heaven rather than a lifestyle? You see, Jesus didn't come just to tell us how to get to heaven. He came to instruct us about how we should live uh, on this earth. How do I live now? What is my duty to others? What is my duty to God? How can I be a blessing to my family and the community in which I live? So Jesus grew up in the synagogue. From his early beginnings, Jesus learned that doing one's faith was a high moral and spiritual value. Jesus taught that loving others flowed out of one's love for God. In a Jewish context, Jesus is not just a one-way pass to heaven. Rather, he is the one who models meekness and mercy, forgiveness, care for the weak and rejected, love of the Father and love of others. And he calls us to follow him in like manner. In One of my first trips to Israel, I was there with my wife, Sharon, and we had an Orthodox friend that was kind of touring us through the old city of Jerusalem. And I had, at that point, I was raised Jewish in a Jewish context, and uh, I'd come to faith in Jesus as my Messiah. And I was walking through the streets of Jerusalem, and I saw this poster uh, in a store window, and it was a picture of a man, a father, and he had his hands on his son's head, blessing his son. And then I saw standing next to the man was his wife, and she had her hands on top of her daughter's head, uh, blessing her. And so I said to my Jewish friend, you know, what are these words? It was in Hebrew writing. I didn't read Hebrew, and I said, what does it say? He said, it says, may you receive the blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh. And I said to my Jewish friend, what is that? What is the the blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh? And he said, you, you don't know what that blessing is? And I said, no. He said, it, it comes from Genesis 48, where Jacob was blessing the two sons of Joseph. And he said, through you two boys, through you all Israel will bless, saying, may you be like Ephraim and Manasseh. Manasseh means forgetfulness, and Ephraim means fruitfulness. And Joseph named these two sons uh, Ephraim and Manasseh. He said, first, when Ephraim was born, may I forget uh, the pain, the struggle in my father's house. And and, uh, Ephraim was born, and he said, may I be fruitful in the land of my affliction. And so Jacob blessed his two grandsons with that blessing. Uh, Through you, all Israel will bless, saying, may you be like Ephraim and Manasseh. So every Friday night, and my Jewish friend told me this that day, every Friday night, 
in Jewish homes all across the world, the father lays his hands upon his son's head. Think of this. And he blesses them. He speaks a word of blessing and affirmation over his sons. And he says, may you be like Ephraim and Manasseh. May you forget the pain of your past and may you be fruitful in your future. Is it any wonder that Jewish people are so fruitful all across the world? I think it really has to do with so much affirmation and blessing they receive in the home. And then the mother lays her hands on her daughter's heads and she says, may you be like uh, the mothers of Israel, like Ruth and like Esther, uh, the mothers of Israel, that you might be blessed with their blessing. And so this goes on in a Shabbat meal, a Friday night meal, uh, every Friday night across the world in Jewish homes. And probably my first trip to Israel, that was my, my greatest takeaway was the Sabbath meal where you see uh, families eating together and sharing together and praying together, a father and a mother blessing their children. And, you know, in the Christian context, really the closest we come to uh, understanding the principle of blessing uh, comes from the high church where perhaps a, a minister at the end of the service will stretch out his hands over the congregation and he'll pray the ironic blessing, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you and may the Lord's face shine upon you and may the Lord be gracious to you and may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And then the scripture goes on to say, and may the Lord place his very name upon your lives, the name of El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God. And I, I truly believe that because the church has lost this beautiful concept of of blessing our children, and again, the closest we come is perhaps every once in a while speaking the ironic blessing, but uh, it's pro- proclaimed over a, a church service, but we've lost the concept of a father and a mother speaking words of affirmation and blessing over their children. We've lost this wonderful Jewish concept of blessing. And today in America, they say there's an epidemic of transgenerational verbal abuse. That is one generation cursing the next generation and speaking words not of affirmation and love and blessing, but speaking words of uh, negativity and and curses over their children. And so this month on Israel and You, we're going to look at this whole wonderful concept of the ancient Jewish concept of blessing. I'm going to teach about how parents should bless their children and uh, mothers and fathers speaking words of affirmation over their families, not just on Friday nights, but but all through the week. When I return from that trip, uh, first trip to Israel, where I saw this poster, and my heart was riveted, like, why haven't I followed that concept? Why haven't I understood this ancient Jewish concept of blessing? So I came home, and I began to study uh, the Jewish concept of blessing. I began to teach on it, and I wrote a book uh, called The Forgotten Blessing. It was published by Chosen Books, a subsidiary of Baker Publishing out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And uh, today they use that book in, in, for homeschoolers that are wanting to learn about this wonderful concept. But we're going to talk about that concept this month on Israel and You. And if you would like 
the curriculum that goes along with this. If you'd like to give a, a one-time donation or to Israel Team, you can go to israelteam.org. And uh, if you go to the Donate uh, button, uh, you'll get a code and you can download this instantly right to your own uh, computers and you'll have this for your families. It's beautiful artwork. Uh, it's what we use on college campuses because part of our work is to help millennials on college campus understand the richness of their faith. Uh, goes all the way back to Abraham. And so we teach on concepts like blessing. We teach on concepts like the importance of of the table. And uh, that's another thing we'll be teaching on Israel and you is the importance of eating together as a family. And when I learned that my first trip to Israel, seeing these families uh, eating together and enjoying a meal together and blessing uh, their children, I came home and my wife and I, from that day forward, uh, every night of the week, we have a family meal around our table where we we talk and we turn off all the electronics and we share and we pray and we share a meal together. It's so important as families to, to break bread together. So on Israel and you, we'll be talking about issues like this, the importance of the table, the importance of taking a day of rest uh, as a family together, the importance of blessing. And so you can go to israelteam.org and you can download this uh, information. Just go to the donate button and it'll give you instructions how you can get this beautiful piece of teaching material that we'll be using this month on Israel and You. And so I'm going to pray a blessing over you as we in this first part of the program today. I'm going to pray the Aaronic blessing and the blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh. I'll pray it in Hebrew first. Yavarechecha Adonai vayishmerecha, Yeer Adonai panav alecha vehunika, Yisah Adonai panav alecha vayasim lecha shalom, which means in English, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. And may the Lord's face shine upon you. And may the Lord be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom. And may the Lord, his name, be upon your life. The name of El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God. And Lord, I pray uh, for my friends today, Lord, that they would not walk in their own sufficiency, their self-sufficiency, but would, they would depend on your great sufficiency. I pray the blessing of Ephraim and Manasseh upon them, that they would forget the pain of their past and they would be fruitful in their future. If ever a word of curse has been spoken against them, I pray, Lord, today they be released from that curse and they would be blessed. I ask this in the name of Jesus, our Messiah. Amen and amen. And we'll be right back. Hey, this is Aaron Free, President of Israel Team Advocates International, and Welcome to our, our maiden voyage, our first show, Israel and You. And this month, we're going to be talking about the ancient Jewish concept of blessing. And we've produced beautiful uh, curriculum for our college campus chapters. And we'd like to make that curriculum available to you. And uh, it's four weeks of uh, teaching. And the first week is the ancient Jewish concept of blessing, kind of talks about some of the issues that we just talked about. And then the second week is uh, bless those who curse you. 
It's very difficult to walk in blessing if you're holding unforgiveness towards those that have cursed you. And so we, we teach on how to, to break the curse over your life and forgive your abusers. And week three is, am I blessed and chosen? Uh, the Jewish people are chosen, but am I a chosen uh, person as a Christian. So we, we dive into that issue. And the fourth week is honoring and blessing the Jewish family of Jesus. So Israel team, our, our objective is to educate. It, it's also to fight anti-Semitism, and we do that on, on college campuses, and we help uh, evangelical college campuses, students to understand their roots uh, in their faith. And so we invite you to go to IsraelTeam.org, and it's an educational website and lots of good information there. We deal with lots of issues that are happening in Israel today. There's normally uh, updates every couple days, news items that will interest you. And so you could, if you'd like this curriculum, you can go to IsraelTeam.org and press the donate button and donation of, of any kind. Uh, we'll uh, immediately send this to you. We can mail it to you if you leave us your mailing address. Or if you just uh, uh, press the, um, the code, you'll be able to download it instantaneously. It's, a, it's very beautiful artwork, and it'll, it'll really bless you and help you. This is Israel in You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel in You. And remember that next week we have a very special guest, uh, Coach Bruce Pearl, who is the head men's basketball coach at Auburn University. Went to the Final Four last year. Uh, Bruce is a good friend. He serves on the board of Israel Team Advocates International. So next week he'll be our special guest at this this same time next week. The main work of what we do at Israel Team is on college campuses, specifically evangelical college campuses, where we're seeing a dramatic rise in anti-Semitism. And you may say, now, how is that even possible? Well, our main focus is on evangelical college campuses because... There's this alarming decline in support of Israel. A recent LifeWay study uh, is alarming. It, it says that that the older generation of evangelicals they're still very very supportive of Israel, but the younger millennial generation they're being swayed by the media and the social justice movement. And so, if the trend continues, listen to this: if the trend continues. Evangelicalism could very well be anti-Israel within 10 years. And so that's why Israel team has amassed this group of leaders from the sports world and the business world and uh, the legal world in order to try to, to turn the tide within our, our evangelical young people. We recently went to a, a campus, a major uh, evangelical university, and we had two evangelical leaders that were there uh, doing a man-on-the-street interview. And we, we had a camera. We had a microphone. We uh, had students lined up for this interview. And the first question was, what was the Holocaust? And would you believe that not one student knew what the Holocaust was? The second question was, uh, is Hamas a terrorist organization or a humanitarian organization? The answer, most students said, it's a humanitarian organization. They do good work uh, in the Gaza Strip. The third question uh, was, do the Jewish people uh, 
belong living in Israel? Is is that their land? Do they, uh, you know, have the right to live on their own land? And the students, the majority of them said no. Uh, the Jewish people do not have a right to live in Israel. They should leave Israel. The land does not belong to them. So these are evangelical young people that, again, are being swayed by the social justice movement uh, that's not teaching the truth about the history of the Jewish people. And so because of this disturbing decline in support of Israel and the Jewish people among millennial evangelicals, again, evangelicalism could be anti-Israel within 10 years. The social justice movement has played a large part in swaying millennial Christians away from a love for the Jewish people. You know, I love the word justice. We all do. Everybody stands for justice. But when you put social in front of the word justice, it can become a great evil because what you're really doing is saying, I'll give justice to this one person in society, but I'll reject justice for the other. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, don't show any partiality in a court of law. And so Israel in the, in the International Criminal Court, uh, 85% of the human rights violations directed towards the nations of the world that commit human rights violations, 85% of those human rights resolutions are directed against the tiny state of Israel. So the media has played a major role in painting Israel as an aggressive occupier. However, if you look at the charter of the documents of Israel's neighbors, Hezbollah to the north, Fatah to the west, Hamas to the south, each one of these neighbors in their uh, government charting documents calls for Israel's total annihilation. I think it's Hamas that doesn't just call for the annihilation of Jewish people living within Israel. They call for the annihilation of Jews living everywhere on the planet. So there's this annihilationist ideology that is is spreading across the world today. And these these governments are driven by this ideology uh, to uh, take out Jews wherever they might be. So from the river to the sea is what uh, – it's a group called Students for Justice for Palestine. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And what that is calling for is total genocide uh, against the Jewish people. The Bible says in the last days all the nations will rise up against Israel. And the truth is for the most part, the Palestinian people have been living under these brutal dictatorships – they want to live in peace with Israel. And since 1948, their leaders have received billions and billions of dollars in order to provide a wonderful quality of life for the Palestinian people. However, instead of those billions of dollars going to provide schools and hospitals and roads and parks and libraries, the money has been spent on bombs and missiles and terrorist tunnels in order to murder Jews. I was down in Sorot, uh, Israel, right on the border of the Gaza Strip, and uh, the Jewish leaders of that city took me to the police station where I saw at that time over 10,000 uh, rockets that had been fired into southern Israel. That was several years ago. There's more than uh, fifteen to 18,000 rockets now that have been fired into southern Israel. The Palestinian Authority, President uh, uh, Mohammed Abbas, 
has a net worth of $100 million. What's happening to all the billions of dollars that is supposedly going to help the Palestinian people? The leaders of the Palestinian people are absconding with this money. Uh, the Hamas leader, Khalad Moshe, is worth between 2 and $5 billion. Yasser Arafat, when he died, he left behind $2 billion in a Swiss bank account. Uh, so these leaders, they, re- they reward suicide bombers who kill as many Jews as they possibly can. Since 1948, these dictatorships have kept their citizens living in squalor in order to push the false narrative that the Jewish people are the cause of Palestinian suffering. It's simply not true. Uh, there's a movement today. It's, it's led by uh, some evangelical leaders. It's called the BDS movement, the Boycott, Divestment, and Sanction Movement of Israel. And the attempt is to boycott all Israeli products, to divest all investments from the state of Israel, and to sanction the state of Israel. One example is uh, the company SodaStream. Uh, the president had built his factory in the West Bank, uh, Judea, Samaria, in order to employ Palestinian people that, that wanted good jobs in it. Israeli company. So they employed 500 Palestinians. The BDS movement came in. They said, this is a bad optic for our movement. We don't want to see happy Palestinians working alongside of happy Jewish people. In many cases, the Palestinian people had been promoted as managers uh, over the, the Jewish people. And this is a bad optic. So they did everything they could and they shut down SodaStream and forced them out of the West Bank. And so our organization, what we do, Israel Team Advocates, is we try to help students understand, first of all, their Jewish roots on evangelical campuses, and then we tell the truth about what's actually happening on the ground in the land of Israel. We have roundtable discussions with professors. We provide food in in the chapters for the students to gather around and and go through our curriculum to understand their roots, uh, their Jewish roots as Christians. And there's a theology. It's called replacement theology. That theology died off after the Holocaust, but it was the theology that really led German Christians uh, into the persecution of Jews. Replacement theology teaches that uh, the Jews have been replaced. Israel has been replaced. And uh, it is our objective to tell the truth about that because God has not forgotten Israel. He's not replaced Israel. He's not rejected Israel. Uh, His heart is for his people. And in these last days of time, he is restoring his people to the land of Israel. And so that is our, our mission is to educate, to inspire to encourage uh, Christian people, families to embrace their Hebraic roots, to understand the scourge of anti-Semitism, and what we should do as as Christians uh, to stand up against this uh, ever-raising tide against the Jewish people. So if you'd like this curriculum for this month, it's on uh, the concept of blessing. You can go to our website, israelteam.org, and push the donate button. And for a donation of any kind, you can instantly download this uh, curriculum or leave us your mailing address, and we'll mail you a copy. So God bless you. Remember, next week is our special guest, uh, Coach Bruce Pearl 
from Auburn University. He'll be with us next week. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.